InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. It's said that our children are the future. But how are we as parents and adults preparing and raising our kids to be responsible and wise adults of tomorrow? Some say the explosion of media and aggressive marketing is seriously impacting today's kids and could be causing long-term harm. Well, joining us on InfoTrack are co-authors of a new book called Kidnapped, Daniel Acuff and Robert Ryer. Welcome to the show. Thank Thank you very much, Chris. You say in in your subtitle of the book here how irresponsible marketers are stealing the minds of your children. That's pretty strong stuff. Why do you feel those words fit? The thing that hasn't been exposed yet is the blind spots that children have at different ages and stages of development. And what we mean by stealing the minds is that if you are a marketer and you have techniques and you understand blind spots of children, the children are sitting ducks. It goes right by them. They have no way of understanding what's happening to them, especially at younger ages. So as you get older, you know, kids get a lot more savvy, and teens are pretty savvy to marketers. But especially on the younger end, it's, it's very, very different, and kids remain sitting ducks. For example, before the age of six, children pretty much don't have logical ability to discern between what's real and what's fantasy. Mm-hmm. And so they pretty much accept everything carte blanche. So they're vulnerable. And so if a marketer takes undue advantage of that, that's real problematic. Now, it's really interesting to me because you are both in the youth marketing business and you have some uh, blue-chip clients like Kellogg's, Nike, Coca-Cola, Mattel, Disney, some of these major companies that do market to kids. So what you're saying is there's good marketing and bad marketing. Yes, there is. Not every marketer is bad out there or, or doing something that's bad for kids. We categorize products into three different categories. One, the first one is products that are good for kids. I mean, who's going to argue with diapers and baby food and strollers and mm-hmm. safety equipment and certainly some learning software and clothing, etc.? Uh-huh. There's a category two, which is neutral. That means it needs to be moderated and managed. Keep track of it. Food. A little sugar is fine. Who wants a world without chocolate? But too much sugar and the obesity issue, kids have tripled in the obesity over the last 20, 30 years. So there's a real problem there. And then the third category is, and we've never worked in this category, and that is products that are bad for kids, negative, even dangerous, such as violence in video games. Now, in the book, you break down uh, the different age groups of kids, birth to three, and then you have the impressionable years, three to seven, and so on, all the way up to age 19. What do parents need to be looking for in these different age groups as their kids grow older? Well, each of the age groups have a number of critical periods or sensitive periods, meaning that certain things must take place in that age group to really support a kid advancing to the next level, to be everything he can be, to be fully developed. So that we're concerned about sensitive periods or critical periods. For example, zero to three-year-olds, the number one thing, the key to zero to two, zero to three-year-olds is the bonding attachment process that must take place between the caregiver and the baby. Mm -hmm. So when you see television, 25% of kids zero to two having TV sets in their bedroom and being babysat by visual images as opposed to the interaction that's vitally necessary between the caregiver and the child, then that becomes like an area of major concern and parents need to know that there's trade-offs for that. They don't get to get by doing those kinds of things without something taking place in the brain and in human development. And there's two things that parents need today, awareness and action. We believe, and we've found with tons of focus groups with parents, 
that they simply, many parents are not aware of how the technology, for example, has crept into the family and taken over family rituals. What happened to watching television together? Everybody's got a TV in their own room. What about meals together? Is there a Sunday game night where the family gets together? These rituals are being displaced by everybody, you know, a kid today, by 11 years old, he's got an MP3 player, he's got a TV, he's got a computer and access to the Internet, he's got a DVD player, and he's got his cell phone, which is fast becoming uh, mobile advertising and everything else. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we really want to emphasize is that it's virtually impossible to notice change that's occurring day by day because these things are happening very slowly and they're being accepted and kids are being immersed in deeper and deeper levels of technology, which in itself isn't bad if it's balanced by touch and the loving components in the human aspect. Mm -hmm. And we believe that what we're noticing is that it's very easy for entrepreneurs to increase the amount of technology and to have the next new hot idea. But touch and the balancing point for families while they're dual working parents and so forth is a much harder thing. So it's a very slippery slope to watch that touch component go into low touch in the family unit and then start wondering why kids are having problems. We're talking on InfoTrack with Daniel Acuff and Robert Ryer, who are both PhDs and authors, co-authors of Kidnapped, How Irresponsible Marketers Are Stealing the Minds of Your Children. One of the statistics that you have here is just astonishing, that the average American child might see as many as 40,000 TV commercials a year. And we talked about the obesity problem and just that kids are... They want to be big-time consumers these days. Is just stopping watching television the answer to that, or is there a way to install something in your child's mind so they can filter some of these ads, or, or what's your answer? There's a much better way to do that. There is a movement across this country called the Media Literacy Movement, and it's taking place in a number of schools. It was started in California, but I believe it's national now. What it actually does is it teaches kids not to reject technology and media, but to understand it more effectively. And in the way that they're in the process of doing that, they actually can become much smarter and brighter because they have to be critical thinkers. They have to use the higher thinking skills in order to understand it. So that media literacy movement is very important. In terms of video games, Kids spend hours upon hours watching video games. And as you mentioned, you know, you have a, a big concern about violent video games, but even nonviolent ones, do these start to have a, a negative impact on kids? And should parents really be careful about with well, the they, time they put into that? They certainly should be careful. There are some very soft, uh, nonviolent video games that would be fine. Again, moderation and management. Parents need to become managers. Actually, we like to think of parents as family health managers, in a sense. And they're losing control to a degree to technology and marketers. So we'd like to have parents regain that control and help their kids to, yeah, a few uh, Mario Brothers and the softer kinds of video games, no problem. If, again, they're not spending 17 hours a week on these games, but they spend a couple hours here and there, balanced with outdoor play, interaction, Cub Scouts, church groups, whatever's healthy for them. So it's balance is what we're after. But there's a key in video games uh, to your question that if you ask the question, what's the most important thing that can happen to a human being in their lifetime, one of the most important skills is their higher thought process, that reflective process, that higher thinking. 
mm-hmm. and that higher thinking is a slower process than video gaming, amusement, and distraction. So you have to say, how is it that we teach that in schools? You know, well, it was taught by reading and reflecting on what was read and applying it to your own life and thinking about it slower. So as you see, amusement and distraction and high technology and high processes immersing children, you have to ask, like, well, where's the slow brain process? Where do they get that nowadays? And that, to us, is a a major concern. You probably, in your marketing, you've probably done um, focus groups with kids and all sorts of, you know, research studies. It must be quite fascinating. Have you seen over the years kids changing just, you know, their traits? Uh, have they changed a lot from years ago? Yeah. One of the things that and we're pretty much in touch with teachers also, mm-hmm. and, and one of the questions is, like, what do you see happening in the classroom that wasn't happening before? And this whole idea of attention span, ADD, impulsivity, is all in our mind directly related to being immersed in amusement and distraction. Uh, how can a teacher possibly be in competition to amazing forms of technology that immerse a child? So we're seeing the ADD and we're seeing those kinds of changes. And when we watch kids in groups, they're much more active nowadays too. And then sometimes individuals can disrupt a group very, very quickly. So the issue of attention is significantly different. And things have really changed radically, Chris. Not everybody had a childhood like mine, but I grew up on a farm, a cotton farm in Arizona, and my day was filled with very slow processes. Take a walk, you know, go outside, ride a bicycle, fish, look for uh, catfish in the muddy canal across the street. And you had a lot of time. It was a slower time. And it wasn't filled with technology and machines. Kids are spending time with machines, and it's a very fast-paced, and they're losing some of that slow touch love for nature is going out the window. We're very concerned. Well, it's something uh, I think all parents should be concerned about, and the book is Kidnapped, How Irresponsible Marketers Are Stealing the Minds of Your Children, and the co-authors Daniel Acuff and Robert Ryer. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us on InfoTrack. Thank thank you very much for having us. Next, insurance company horror stories. What you need to know when shopping for a policy. Coming up. You're listening to InfoTrack. More after this.